Anime Pulse, episode 509. <laughs> thinking about it i've been thinking about this episode a lot actually um it's been like i've gone over 101 different ways to to go over how i'm gonna do this show i talk to myself in the shower in the car in front of mirrors i think people started thinking i was going crazy my own father was wondering what was wrong nothing was wrong i was just trying to go over how i was going to do this show solo by myself Uno Imano. I think I said that right, right? That's right. No Rio. She has officially departed the Anime Pulse podcast. Or at least this part. She's not left us as a conglomerate. Manga Pulse, VG Pulse, yada yada yada, etc, etc. Um, but I would like to address some emails I've been getting about some uh, questions about her departure. Uh, first and foremost, no, it was not uh, because she did anything wrong. She just left because she didn't have the time to put forth to the show, which is an agreement that is made at the beginning of any, I guess you could call it, contract uh, with Anime Pulse. So when you become co-host, you have to dedicate a certain amount of time to the show. Um, as Rio explained, watching anime for her became a chore, unlike myself, where I still feel I enjoy watching anime and I like being able to review things and talk about them and share my love and hate uh, for certain different episodes of anime or anime in general. Uh, but... Unfortunately, Rio couldn't continue doing that, so she is gone now. And uh, no, I don't, I'm not displeased with her performance or anything like that. This was a choice completely and solely on her. I just agreed to it because technically, while you are co host, I am your boss. I know it sounds weird because we don't get paid, I'm not paying you anything. It's kind of volunteer work, so I'm your volunteer boss. So, you are full in your right to listen to me, and also not listen to me. Um, and if you decide one day, like, hey, I can't keep doing the show, well then, you can't keep doing the show. 
Um, I've been using Red or Redina 10 as my introduction for many a year now. And I think many of you probably already know what my real name is. But I've decided that no longer shall I hide behind a moniker. No longer shall I conceal my identity like Batman or Iron Man. Let's go with Iron Man. He's richer, right? He has more money than Batman? Yeah, Iron Man. Even though I would, you know, like, even like a 1% of Iron Man's income, that'd be nice. I have decided that I'm going to start using my real name. Because a lot of, and this may sound a little bit pretentious, more professional podcasts do that. They introduce themselves using their real names. They don't hide behind usernames. So, without further ado, hello, welcome to another episode of Anime Pulse. I am Joseph Martin, your host for the evening. Joining me today are me, myself, and I. As you all should know by now, there is no uh, co-host joining me. In any case, let's get things started with some IRL news. Not much has really been going on my past week. Been hunting for jobs, the elusive jobs, part-time and full-time. Anime Pulse, of course, doesn't pay anything, which it did. But uh, as uh, Rio and I would complain many a time, our uh, bosses, Tim and Weltall, aren't exactly on top of things when it comes to the show. Not saying they're bad, they're just slow. I mean, they haven't even put out any shows recently, which is probably because they have full-time jobs. They have actual paying jobs, which... When you're getting money, it's a bit more of an incentive to do something than not getting paid money. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think there's really been much going on this week. I've been walking, hunting for jobs. I met up with my, uh, my family at a uh, restaurant, Bebe's Cafe. Uh, it, was, uh, it was good. I had a, uh, I had a Reuben. It's pretty delicious. Wasn't feeling all that great that day, though. Although I did get to see my uh, my cousin, one of my first cousins, Ryan, who had been out. Uh, he's been in North Carolina. the One of the Carolinas that did the whole entire bathroom thing. He's been in that one. Uh, he's been doing very well for himself and his wife as well. Um, let's see. No, I can't really think anything else has been going on. No? So I guess uh, with that, let's get started with some... Oh, wait, that's right. Overwatch. <laughs> How could I forget? Maybe because Overwatch isn't that great? Oh, sorry for all you Overwatch lovers out there. That's right. I don't exactly enjoy it. Because when I'm playing Overwatch, which is what I'm doing now, and I'm getting, you know, I'm, a, I'm a level 21. You know, I'm not bad. I play a good Mercy. I'm great with support. You need someone to back you up, you need someone to play a tank, I'm right there for you. You need someone to play a really good Hanzo, maybe not me. Same with Genji. Not great. <laughs> but when I'm in matchmaking, you know, quick play, which says it's supposed to match you up against people of your level, and I'm seeing on the opposite team, like, 
level 89, level 98, double prestige, level 100, double prestige, level 89, you know, silver, platinum, prestige, that kind of bullshit, all right? Listen, Overwatch, that's not fair, because these people are bringing their quote-unquote A game to non-competitive to just i'm trying to do it for achievements i'm trying to do it because i want to have some fun maybe win a match here lose a match there you know that beats okay but when i'm losing five matches in a row i'm no longer having fun i'm getting frustrated because the teams i am on are all like level 15 21 you know 8 level level 10 i'm getting paired up against gods and we are just little feeble men shaking our sticks at the sky I've seen Hanzo's jump in the air, snipe three people in the head, and then land and disappear. I've seen Genjis who hop around like a fucking bunny, and I can't get a beat on them. And it is so frustrating, because they don't even attack me. They're just jumping around willy-nilly. It's like, ha ha ha, you can't hit me. Oh, it's so frustrating. Although I usually do get on my... I play Osira, or Cyrus, the big... The, uh, the four-legged mech girl. And uh, I just lay down that sticky ball that she's got, and uh, that always pulls them in. It's always a fun time when that happens. Because <laughs> it always feels good. It's like, yes, I got up a one-up on the level 98 guy, and then he's just like, yeah, I'm done playing with you, and then he kills me. Not fun. Not fun at all. So, if you would like to help me, as the kids say it, get good... Uh, you can, and you play the Xbox One version, not the PC version, not the PS4 version, the Xbox One version. Then you can hit me up on my gamer tag, iMac of Death. That's iMac of Death. And possibly, maybe, you know, try to help me just be a better player. <laughs> Or even just learn the ropes with a lot of the characters. Because while playing Mercy is very easy because it's just like healing beam engaged. And you just tail people around and heal people. Other characters, not so much. You know, I'm trying to get into it, but I'll have my full review for that at another point in time. So, with that said, let's move into some industry news. So, Miyazaki. We all know about him saying how he's going to retire, and then he doesn't, and then he's going to retire, and then he doesn't. Well, recently, Fuji TV's Widen Us Show program, which is a kind of a comedy duo uh, programming featuring Hitoshi Matsumoto and Koji Higashino, decided to call out the Studio Ghibli co-founder for his fickleness. On... Sunday, there was a show where apparently he had quotes from all sorts of different years um, where he released different films. Castle in the Sky, Pocoroso, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, Ponyo, and the Wayne Rises films. Where apparently he had these different quotes where he said he was going to retire between the periods of 1986 to 2013. Could you imagine if he had retired in 1986? Man. Any hoozles. Apparently, they misquoted, because he actually never made those declarations that he was going to 
retire. I mean, he has said that he thought about retiring a few times, and every now and then he's announced that he's quote-unquote retiring, but the quotes that they used were not actually from the 76-year-old anime creator himself. And they quickly aired an episode afterwards, which posted a website of an apology, basically stating that the show acknowledges the alleged quotes were not from Miyazaki and apologized to the director, representatives, and viewers for their unvalidity in checking the quotes. So, yeah. In other news, Miyazaki, still not retired, still kind of retired, still making films. You know, just, he'll pop his head into the studio every now and then and be like, hey guys, I got an idea, and they're just like, okay, Mr. Miyazaki, here, here's another million dollars. And he's like, okay, thanks, and he locks himself into a room, and they're like, I thought, I thought he was retired. No, 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 he just, he stays in that room, and then every now and then he comes out, and we don't know where he gets the food from, but... Last week, we sent an intern in there, and he didn't come back. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, Miyazaki. What will we do with you? What we'll do without you? It's more like it. And my other piece of news is a bit of food news. Something that Ryo actually would have liked. So, before I talked about how a Tokyo Ghoul Cafe was recreating some themed food from the anime and the manga. One of these items was known as Mazushi Sandwich, or Foul Tasting Sandwich, which is basically a reference to the ordinary-looking sandwich that was featured in the manga that uh, Kaeki tries to eat. However, he soon finds that it is absolutely disgusting because he is now a ghoul, or half-ghoul, Ryo would correct me here, and food Normal human food tastes disgusting. The protagonist actually was quoted saying, The bread tastes like flavorless sponge, and the lettuce tastes horrendously grassy. Well, the cafe tried to recreate that the best they could. For those of you who are thinking, Oh man, I want to try this. Be warned, it really does taste bad. People have come to taste this sandwich, have said that, you should use the technique in the manga used by ghouls to eat human food. Avoid chewing as it spreads the awful taste through your mouth, making you want to vomit. Instead, just bite clean through the food once and swallow quickly. And Twitter users actually came out to comment on how, how well they reproduce the disgusting sandwich, with one saying, The foul-tasting sandwich from Tokyo Ghoul Cafe, made with greens, cooked egg, and some kind of strong gorgonzola-like cheese containing grassy leaf bits sandwiched between thick slices of a bland, hot-pen fish-cake-like material. The combination makes a vomit-like smell, which makes you feel like vomiting yourself. Manage to finish it, but you need to be prepared if you're gonna order this. Others say it's really the smell that does it which makes you feel like you vomited rotten curry mixed with milk. Yummy. If you are interested in partaking in this foul diner piece of dish, well then you might want to head to the Guest Cafe and Diner, which is in Tokyo-to, to, Toshi, Toshima-ku, Manima 
Ikiburoku 128 to Ikiburoku Kuro Pokoro Main. You know, I'm just not going to... I'm not going to hide behind this. I'm totally butchering all that. Let's see if I can say this correctly. Tokyo to Toshima ku Minami Ikibukuro 128 to Ikibukuro Paroko Main Building 7th floor. And they're open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Wow, that's impressive. Or 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. on June 28th. So if you want to actually partake in this disgusting sandwich, then head there. Hopefully you can find it using my horrendous reading of the address. That, I gotta say, Japan, that, that is a really difficult address. Like, really? You don't have a number, then a street, and then, you know, city, state, that, that kind of thing. It's easy. Even Canada does that, although Canada does a little backwards with their, their prefecture stuff. But in any case, I digress. I will also be posting this in the show news, so if you actually do want to read it for yourself and correct me in the comments saying how horrible I was reading the address, let me know. Which brings us to reviews. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty quick show from now on, folks, because it's just me. In fact, I'm looking at the timer right now, and in 16 minutes. Oh, boy, that is slow. So, I'm going to be reviewing Jitsu wa Watashi wa, or as I titled it, The Man Who Couldn't Lie. Confessions are hard, like really hard. But in anime, the difficulty of a confession of love goes from something akin to Dark Souls to Twitch Plays Pokemon. With the main protagonist bashing his head against the wall when the goal he seeks is just two feet to the left. And we, the viewers, tear our hair out and scream in vain at their stupidity and cowardliness. We get lame excuses for their behavior like high levels of density or cluelessness. But after 10 years and hundreds of anime, I am through with romantic comedies. I like progression in my anime, with a set goal that is achievable after a season or two. If the series wants to keep going after having achieved that goal, that's fine. But in season 3, you had better not reset the romance levels just because you think watching the couple being together is boring. Guess what, producers and developers of anime and manga? Dating is a whole new ballgame in and of itself. There's plenty to cover. Sadly, my review today, Jitsu wa Watashi wa, was of the former variety of romantic comedy. The anime starts out like any other rom-com. Boy's in love with girl, but just can't work up the courage to confess to her. This boy, in our case, is Ashi. Ashi Kurume a high school student who has been nicknamed Leaky Basket. I know. What a nickname. Because apparently he just can't keep a secret. Either by blurting it out or giving it away with his facial expressions, Asashi is one person 
that no one trusts to have a heart-to-heart with. He still has friends, though, three guys specifically who know all about his love, and work with him best they can to get him to confess. Funny that the guy who can't keep any secrets suddenly can keep the biggest one from the very girl he wants to share it with. So much for a leaky basket. As the first episode comes to a close, Asahi is finally about to do it. He waits till after school, then clutching his love letter, he opens the classroom door to find Yoko Shiragami, his love interest, sprouting a very large pair of wings and two very sharp canines. That's right, folks, she's a vampire. What a twist! Though, aside from an awesome tan if she's exposed to sunlight and a hankering for blood, she's pretty much a normal girl. Asahi's confession is, of course, interrupted by the scene. With the guy instead promising Yoko he'll keep her secret no matter what. And he does. Throughout the entire series, he finds himself to never let slip her vampiric identity. Once again, his leaky basket nickname just doesn't match up. It's like the author Eiji Masuda had the idea set, but never quite put it into play. What follows is a meet and greet of new characters in variously themed episodes, all of them having a very small role to play in the overall plot line of Asahi confessing to Yoko. Which never happens, so don't give your hopes up. What does happen is Asahi learning to learning the secrets to more of his classmates, which just keeps beating his poorly labeled nickname into the ground. Starting off this list of secrets is Nagasashi Aziwa, fellow classmate and actually a robot that is piloted by a tinier version of Nagisa. Then came uh, Shiho Shishido, Yoko's childhood friend who can gender swap anytime they see the moon. After her was Akane Komoto, the principal of the school and a demon who enjoys messing with her students. And finally, Mikan Akimi, leader of the newspaper club who wears a pair of fake glasses that actually houses a goddess of fortune. It's kind of a mixed bag, but all revolving around the supernatural side of things, aside from Nagisa, who could be more science fiction. What's sad is that during one episode, we get what might be progress. A pool scene, where Asahi and Yoko go to the school pool at night. Just the two of them. No cock-blocking friends who might interrupt their fun. No other potential love interest to fight for Asahi's attention. Just the night sky and all the time in the world to confess. There is, of course, no confession. I've already spoiled that already. But we see that what could be called progress in the relationship between these two. They both agreed to call each other by their first name, and at one point there was even a full-bodied hug from Yoko. I mean, come on, in anime that is practically third base, my friends. There did seem to be some change, though, as Yoko begins to realize that she doesn't like seeing Asahi with other girls. She does become flustered being near the man, but fails to realize that these feelings are love. What can you do, though? It's a rom-com. As the anime wraps up, 
we learn that the story of Asahi and Yoko mirrors that of Yoko's own parents, who attended the same school where her human mother and vampire father fell in love. However, her father is very protective and specs that Yoko's secret has been discovered, attempting to forcibly separate Asahi and Yoko before Yoko's mother shows up and reminds him who wears the pants in the family. But even after all of this, Asahi and Yoko are no closer than they were after the midnight pool scene. So while there was some progress, it just wasn't enough to save this series from being tossed into the recycling bin of romantic comedies. Animation was done by TMS Entertainment, the studio responsible for animating Yoramushi Petal, The Gray Man, and Detective Conan. Visually, the anime isn't anything impressive, pretty average all around with some minor discrepancies here and there. I got the feeling that there were some unique stylizations that made its way from the manga into the anime, but aside from this, it was a B- to B grade level of animation. Voice acting, now this is a category that is almost always average to subpar for me, and continues with the trend of average VA work. You know, I think that... uh, Yoshiyuki Tomino was onto something when he said that all the young voice actors these days sound the same because they all watch anime and have all been exposed to quote unquote what is supposed to sound like anime or characters in an anime. They lose their originality and just try to conform to this mold that they try to fit. We need more Norito Wakamoto and more Kana Hanazawas in this world, although Ichigo would disagree with the Kana part. People who have unique voices that keep them apart from the rest of the crowd, so they keep being overused. Like Hanazawa. My favorite character for this anime is Shiho Shisoto. She might be that strange, not sure if want Ranma type where you don't know how to feel when you get a boner for them, but god damn it is her female half the best girl and character in this entire series. She fully supports Asahi and Yoko's relationship, says exactly what is on her mind, and is a gigantic pervert. She does tease Asahi here and there, but she's not taking up a firm role as a supporter, or she's taking up a firm role as a supporter and not a player and Yoko's relationship. Her male half is a different story, but we hardly see him anyway, so he doesn't really matter. Potential gender change or not, I'd still hit that. So, Jitsu wa Watashi wa is going to get a Netflix. Hi, Netflix! You know, it's definitely, like, on the cusp. You know, after you're done watching your Game of Thrones Season 7, maybe give Jitsu wa Watashi wa a try. And that does it, folks, for another episode of Anime Pulse. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's a short one. Almost half an hour in length. Wah! I don't think it's been this short since... Since Ichigo is doing solo shows. Yeah, uh, remember, if you'd like to be a co-host, we've had many people try already. They've already given me some submissions, but... Thus far, no one can, how to put it, commit to the role. A lot of them were like, I could be a sub-host, I can, 
you know, fill in for other people to, but I'm not looking for that right now. I'm looking for a full-time co-host, looking for someone who can dedicate an hour or more every Sunday between 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, give or take an hour, without having to take off like every single day for medical reasons or for, you know, reasons because you travel a lot or any other reason. I mean, I do, I've given Rio plenty of days off for days where she had family business and that is completely okay. You know, if you got some time that you need to take off, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to nitpick about it. But if you have to continually take off every single weekend for like three weekends in a row, that's where I'm drawing the line. We don't need any more of that. I give people off on holidays anyway. So you get off on Easter, Christmas, uh, other major holidays, Thanksgiving, that kind of thing. Uh, of course, you do need a mic. I'm using a blue Yeti. I have a blue snowball with me right now, and I have another one coming from Rio, which I can send out to anyone who might not have a great mic. They just need a mic that will, in the meantime, suffice. Which is to say, not a mic in your computer and or laptop. And if it's a little dinky mic that like sits on top of your, of your monitor or something like that, you know, one of those stupid USB mics or one of those like... Uh, mics that hooks into like the audio port in the back of your computer if you're a PC user those probably aren't going to work they won't cut it I've used those types of mic before and I know what their quality sounds like uh, of course you need to want to watch anime uh, you need to be a lover or a hater of anime you just need to have strong opinions or reviews to share with our community and listeners all three of them and, of course, you need some kind of audio recording software. I use GarageBand, and Rio used GarageBand, and Ichigo used, not Audacity, uh, the other one that starts with an A. Basically, you just need something that can export the audio file format into .AIF, uh, which is an uncompressed file format, which allows me to compress them much uh, with a better quality, uh, that is much better-ish. Uh, let's see, of course you need Skype, you need to know how to use it. You need Vent, because I'd like to do live shows. This, of course, was not a live show. You don't hear me interacting with the community right now, which is because I haven't gotten an email back from Tim Weltall or any of these other staff of Anime Pulse. Basically, I was asking them how to send out the show news thing, basically saying like, hey, everybody, we're, we're going to start recording in half an hour or something like that. Or, you know, setting up ahead of time, which is what I would do. So, I don't know how I'm going to get that taken care of. Maybe I might just start using my Patreon if you're... A supporter of mine on Patreon for even just a dollar. Maybe I'll just start posting the the password in my Patreon and you can follow the link there. And if you are a supporter, you'll see the password. You can sign into Vent and yell at me all you want. Although I won't hear you because everyone who joins Vent is muted before and after the show. You can type. That's what it is. Chatting. So you can still yell at me and chat, but I reserve the rights to ignore you. And with that said... I thank everyone for joining me today. 
And until next time, keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong. Can't tell.